Welcome back to Friar Talk. Today, we are going to be talking about the Fernando Tatis injury, unfortunately, and really just going through the ramifications of what this means for the Padres now, what it means for their offseason, and really just the effects that it has overall on the team. Obviously, this is a very, very, very bad thing that can happen for the Padres. Fernando is expected to miss three-plus months. Kevin Acey came out, had a, a report that he could potentially not be back until August, which is well into the season. Um, there's been some other reports that he's probably going to miss 60 games. So, you know, kind of varying like 60 to like 90, 60 to hundred games, just kind of depends. Right. So it's not a hundred percent sure how many games he's going to miss at this point. It's also not a hundred percent sure that he's going to get surgery on his wrist, but it is extremely likely I would say. Um, and in this episode, we're not really going to be talking about the Padres organization and like, like some of like the dysfunctionality within it. However, we are going to do a full episode on that later this week. We're going to have Chase on for that one. Um, probably Wednesday or Thursday, I would guess when we post it, but there's a lot of things to go over with some of the issues that the Padres have had with their, with their injury history, with some of their players, this, uh, this whole situation, um, we've had. Brian Dozier came on and talked about the Padres organization. So there's a lot of stuff to get into of just like how it's being ran. And there's a lot of serious question marks and a lot of concerns that we have. So we want to do a full segment on that later this week. Not really going to get into that today. But the main things I want to talk about today are one, what does it do for the offseason? Two, what does it do for the regular season? How does the Padres outlook look now that Tatis? I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's gonna miss around 60 to 80 games. That's what I'm just gonna mm-hmm. put out there. That's not a guarantee. It could be could be more, could be less, but I feel like that's the most like realistic. Um, and then we're gonna also talk about like who's gonna replace them, and we'll get into that last. But first thing, off season, I think what this does is this puts a lot less pressure, however you want to say it, of trying to build a winning team this year. And I know that that sucks, but when you look at the Padres situation, to me at least it doesn't make much sense to trade Eric Cosmer or Will Myers right now. And I get that they don't, they're, they're pretty tight on cash. If they sign say a Suzuki, they're not going to really have much left, but it doesn't make much sense now to go and try to move Hosmer when you might be missing Fernando for half the year. That just does not make sense. It doesn't make sense to trade Will Myers who has $20 million left on a, basically a one-year contract at this point to go sign someone else to try to make a run. And then you don't have Fernando for half the season. This doesn't mean they're selling out on the season, but it means you there's not as much of a reason to go all in, which you can look at it as, as a, this sucks, we're not going to be as good. But you can also look at it as, okay, maybe we're not going to blow assets to try to win it all in one year. So I think there's two ways to look at it. I actually think that it might be smart long-term. It, say they were going to sign or trade Will Myers. I think that could have came back to bite them just because, I don't think it's smart to move Will Myers when he has one year left on his deal. Also, you look at Eric Hosmer. Eric Hosmer's contract drops down from $20, $21 million this year to 13 next year. So his contract's also going to be a lot less, a lot easier to trade later on. So I think it makes one Will Myers, or sorry, Eric Hosmer easier to trade. And also, you're not going to have Will Myers on the books moving forward after this season. So I think their offseason is going to be a lot more passive than I initially thought it was going to be. I thought they might try to make a couple aggressive moves. I do not see that happening. Isaac, do you think they're going to make any aggressive moves, or how do you think this kind of changes the what the offseason should look like? We've been talking about how the Padres need power bats, how we need guys who can slug, hit some bombs. They just lost their best guy in terms of uh, you know someone that could 
it's really not only the best guy in terms of power hitting, but really we all know it's our best player, unfortunately. And I feel like how many people are actually going to cut us slack considering the Braves just won it without Ronald Acuna. Um, I just, I don't know. It's, this does change course a little bit. Matt brought up how he doesn't think it's a good idea to trade Will Myers, Eric Hosmer. It just, it doesn't make much sense unless you're able to flee somebody. You have to flee somebody because how are you going to be able to afford to give up somebody like, you know, any of your top prospects right now? Yeah, I don't think you can afford to. Um, you're, you're just kind of damaging the future in, in that aspect considering, you know, who knows when Fernando comes back. Personally, me, I'm going to take the the under 80 games. I think he's going to play, uh, you know, around 90 to 100 games just because we've known – Fernando has been able to heal from his past injuries very, very fast, faster than normal. But this is a different injury. It's the past ones have been shoulder subluxations. Those are just, you know, the shoulder pops out. This is a broken bone. Um, and it needs to be stated how difficult it is to come back from something like a wrist injury that was broken or even like anything like an elbow. It's very, very, very difficult. And I think he's going to struggle. I think he's going to struggle at the beginning. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. That is my favorite player. But um, I'm just trying to be realistic. Um, regarding Eric Hosmer and Will Myers, I don't know if you guys saw that, you know, for everyone watching, it took trading an all-star to get a $35 million contract off the books for the Reds. And that was only $35 million. I don't know how many contracts Eugene, how, how do you say, Eugenio Suarez had on his uh, had on his deal. I don't know how many years he had left, but to give up that much is a lot. That is quite after Castellanos, that was probably your best player last year. So very difficult. Um, I, I'd, I'd imagine it'd be very difficult for the Padres to get rid of either one right now. Preferably we want to get rid of Will My, or, uh, Eric Hosmer, sorry. Um, because next year we're not gonna be able to trade him. Will Myers. I don't know. You know, I, I'm kind of torn right now because I understand that, um, he, he only has one year left on his deal, and it's like, oh, you can afford to bite on that one year, you know, especially because you're going to need another outfielder if you do get rid of him. At the same time, I'm kind of thinking if you do get rid of him, it frees up some money on the books to go get somebody else that will hit for a lot of power. So torn on that decision right now. Um, it seems right now, though, that both of those guys are holding back the Potters from making moves. I, I mean, I'm not going to say that for sure, but it's just that those guys are – they have big contracts and that money could be allocated elsewhere, but they're still on the team. So it can't. And, and uh, it, since it's so difficult to move those guys, we could possibly see the Padres wait. We haven't even signed Nick Martinez yet. So I think that kind of shows we, we are in a very difficult spot because of those two contracts. Um, But, you know, regarding Tatis next man up, man, I'm honestly, very surprised I'm not as sad as I thought I as I kind of expected because you you got to remember Bob Melvin comes from an organization that didn't really give him much to play with in the first place. I still think this team is better than what he's been provided with with Oakland. Um, and this isn't saying Fernando's not even out for the whole year. Like if we're even in it come time Fernando comes back, I will be ecstatic and I'll be very happy with those results. Um, it's always going to be next man up though. C.J. Abrams. Hassan Kim, both of them got to step up. It's possible that we see C.J. Abrams slide into short, and it's also possible we see Jake Cronenworth slide into short and Hassan Kim playing second. We could also see Hassan Kim slide into short. You know, there's a bunch of different possibilities, um, which I think if you're going to go upside, you got to plug in C.J. Abrams. 
you're not going to get much upside out of somebody who, you know, had a 662 OPS. I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but you know, in terms of at the plate, it's just not something you want to see. And he was a two war player, even without, you know, much plate production. So of course he can be fantastic if he's able to hit at the plate, but he still needs time to adjust. Let's see how he does in spring training. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a competition between Hassan Kim and CJ Abrams. I really do. I think it's going to be a spring training competition. Whoever wins is going to get the one of the starting spots. I think if CJ wins, he's going to play shortstop. I think if Hassan Kim wins, he's going to play second base. And Jake's going to slide over to shortstop. So, you know, next man up, we, we ride no matter what. I still think this team is geared up for at least being able to compete until Fernando comes back. This rotation is solid. If Mackenzie Gore is able to come up, you know, in May and be solid, I think that's going to provide a huge boost to this team. Getting guys who come in mid 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 uh, mid season, especially guys that are your top prospects, are huge. They provide huge boosts morally, you know, in, in terms of everything in the organization among the players, huge boost, um, and among us fans. But uh, regards to Fernando, it's just it's sad to see. Of course, I you know we're all gonna wish him the best, and and hopefully he's able to have a speedy recovery because this, this Padres team is not as fun to watch without him. Um, so you know, hopefully, hopefully we get. Good news come May and June. So quick question for you before I get into it, but what would your goal be for the Padres season this year? Compete. I just, I just think they got to compete. I think, you know, you want to get to the national league division series. Um, that That's where you want to end up because quite frankly, like we're tired of losing. San Diego's tired. AJ Preller's tired of losing. Like, I think all the moves that that have been compiled throughout AJ Preller's time, especially from 2020 on, show he is tired of losing. He knows that we as fans are tired of losing. We're tired we're tired of being basically Los Angeles's little brother. I mean, that's what we've been for a really really long time. Just a second fiddle, somebody that doesn't even get thought of in the NL West. Um so I don't know, man. I feel like you still got to go out there and try and compete. You still got to go out there and try and make some moves. You need to get power bats. There's still power bats available in the market. And I understand you're kind of, you're kind of trapped, but um, I, I, sorry. I don't, I don't really think it means that, that uh, you're, you're stuck. You know, I don't think it means you give up on the season. I see too many people thinking that we should give up on the season and we should start getting towards 2023. That's not entirely the case. You still got a rotation of, you know, Joe Musgrove, Blake Snell, um, Mike Clevenger, you Darvish, Mackenzie Gore is only the first first look, but he's looking all right right now. Um, you know, so there's a lot of things flowing right now for the Padres that that you know, although it's one setback, it's a of course a major setback. There's still a lot of potential for this team to be solid. Yeah, for me, I feel like the expectation should still be the playoffs because you look at what the format is. Seven teams make the playoffs. Seven out of 15 teams make the playoffs. You're telling me that you can't make it in those seven, you can't be one of those seven teams when your first four in your rotation are Joe Musgrove, Blake Snell, Mike Clevenger, you Darvish. You should be able to figure it out. Not to mention at the five spot, you have three guys competing for that spot if you do indeed sign Nick Martinez, which I believe he's just pending a physical. That's what I've seen. Um, but I know it's not official. I know he's not officially on the roster um, for whatever reason. But say we do have him, like, there's are three guys competing for that fist ball, and then you have another guy, like, you have two guys that can basically be long relievers. Likely one of them is in AAA. Um, 
That's a really good rotation. I get that the rotation was the issue last year, but I also think we have to look in and go, this is a different rotation. This is not the same group of guys. You Darvish was not the same pitcher at the end of the year than what he's going to start at the beginning of this year, at least what has been the pattern of his career. We didn't have Mike Clevenger. Guys, Mike Clevenger is an elite arm. Mike Clevenger has, throughout all of his time in the MLB, is pretty consistently just a three ERA starting pitcher that eats up a ton of innings. So if he's back, like, that's the thing. Like, that's that's a really good starting rotation. There are question marks. I get that. But I still think that the expectations should be the playoffs. Um, and I think the other thing that's cool about, you know, we talked about what is, you know, changing up the playoff structure to the MLB. One of the things we said was like, okay, the question mark is, does it hurt the regular season? Does it make the regular season less valuable? And we're like, maybe. But also it makes the playoffs that much more better, be, like that much better because – Normally, and I'll go to the AL in this one. Normally, Mike Trout isn't in the playoffs. It's a lot more likely that he's going to be in the playoffs. It's for reasons like these. When Fernando's going to miss the first couple months of the season, and they want the Padres to be in the in the playoff mix, they want to see Fernando in the playoffs as as a MLB fan base. So I think that's kind of why this this was put in place. And I think this is an example of like, because if this if this is a regular season, like a, a normal season, past season and Fernando's out for 60 to 80 games, I think it looks way different because you have way less playoff spots. And getting to a wild card means so much less because it's like it's a one-game wild card, right? So I think it changes a lot. I still think the expectations should be the playoffs. Um, in terms of next man up, I think you're exactly right, Isaac. I think it's going to come down to Haseon Kim versus CJ Abrams in camp, who's going to be the best guy there. If Hosmer did get traded, I don't think he will. I don't really know if it's the best move for the Padres. To, I mean... I don't know if it's the best move for them to make right now. A lot of the reason why is like Isaac, you brought up Jesse Winker was moved to get a bad contract off. Jesse Winker was an all-star. Like they're not going to move an all-star to move Hosmer's contract. We've talked about moving campy in the past. It's going to be campy plus probably plus a lot to move Eric Hosmer and probably not even all of this deal. So I think it makes more sense if you're going to move Hosmer to move him next year. Maybe you, maybe you build up some value in Hosmer. I don't have a lot of faith in that. I'll be honest, but Maybe you build up some value in him, and either way, his contract's less next year. You're freeing up $27 million between Eric Hosmer and Will Myers next year. There are good free agents on the market next season. That is when, if you're going to make a splash, that is a more realistic way, like a realistic time to make that splash. So for this season, it's it's going to be a similar team than it, than it was in, in 2021 and also 2020. Like, that's the thing. So... This was a team that was 15 games over 500, 110 games into the year last, the season last year. That's good. If you're there this year, like you're, you should make the playoffs. It took the most ridiculous, like falling apart collapse that we've seen. The other thing that I think a lot of people, because I think a lot of people are really frustrated, and I get it. Like I'm frustrated with the whole Fernando situation. I'm very frustrated, and we will we will get our gripes out at later this week about that. But I think that the outlook isn't like, oh my God, it's over. Like the sky's falling. I don't think it's like that. I really don't. Because this is a team that should be able to be one of the top seven teams in the NL, even with Fernando missing half the year. I, I truthfully believe that. And if you don't, then you don't meet your expectations. But that's still the expectations for me. And I still think they should be able to do it. Uh, one other thing I want to add is I think it's kind of interesting because you, 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 know, you bring up next man up. There's a lot of guys on this team that the Padres have been trying to bank on the last couple of years that have not really come through. You look, you look around the team, you go, all right, 
I don't, I would not put Hasyog Kim in that category. I would not put CJ Abrams in that category, even though these are like the guys that are immediately competing for that spot. But all right, can Eric Hosmer provide any value? Can Will Myers be more than an average player making way too much money? Can Trent Grisham take that jump? Can Austin Nola stay healthy? Can the starting rotation actually be a cohesive unit? Like, and if those things happen, then I think you're going to be all right. But they've been what ifs for the last couple of years, and it's it has not worked out in their favor. So I think it's a lot of pressure on, on all those guys. And if this team's going to be good, like you need those, you're going to need those guys to step up either way. Like that's why I, I don't know if I was telling you about this, Isaac. I, I don't think it was, but one of the things I said when we were ta- I was talking about the Fernando injury with someone was, look, it's going to come down to can the starting rotation stay healthy? Can the depth that they have in the minor leagues, if someone goes down for a while, can they come up and be okay? That was going to be the issue either way. That doesn't change. What changes is you're losing a lot of offensive production for a like a large portion of the year. So if you can, if you can, if the starting rotation can be as dominant as the talent there is, then I think they're going to be all right. If some of these guys can step up and play well, if Austin Nola can have a good season, if Eric Hosmer can be half decent, if Hasia and Kim can make a jump, if CJ Abrams looks not even the guy that we think he is. If he looks like he's on the way to becoming that guy, like this team's going to look a lot better. Um, but it's definitely a, a massive blunder. I mean, this is the biggest blunder so far of the MLB season for any team, um, of course. So got to step up. Um, final thing for expectations. This coaching staff is night and day from last year's coaching staff and any coaching staff that I've seen with the Padres in my lifetime. So that's also a huge factor when you look at this of, yeah, Jace Tingler was not respected, and Jace Tingler looked like he was completely lost at times. Bob Melvin is not going to look lost. Bob Melvin is going to look like he has complete control of what's going on. He's going to understand, you know, he's going to understand the games ins and outs. And yeah, I think you're going to see that on display every night. So I think that's also another factor that that's big in this season. Um, but yeah, this is a this is a crappy day for Padres fans for sure. Um, anything else you want to add, Isaac, before we take off? Um, I mean, I'm just trying to think, you know. We still need one or two power bats. We there's just a lot of what ifs right now. Um, I've seen things on Twitter saying, "What if the the Padres get Trevor Story and they move him to second when when Fernando's back?" That's not happening. What if the Padres get Chris Bryant and they have Manny play shortstop and Chris Bryant play third? How? With what money? <laughs> um, last one was. The Padres should sign Carlos Correa to a one-year, $45 million contract. How? <laughs> How? Where? Where are they going to get that? You know, it's um, it's just, you know, we, we can't begin to look at outside star resources in order to, to try and supposedly save our season. We can't do that. We don't have the money for that. Well, that's basically what AJ if, if AJ Peller had the money for it for a star, we would have already had one. I guarantee that. We I think we would have already traded for him. We would have already or we would have already signed one. I think that's a guarantee if we had the money, but we don't. Um so right now it is next man up within the organization. I think you know you you brought up Will Myers. Will Myers is a big question mark right now, and I think something you brought up before we started recording was I think Matt brought up was Will Myers is kind of in the best position to succeed right now in his career. A massive upgrade at manager, massive upgrade in, in the coaching stuff in the coaching staff in general. 
and the universal DH is here. And the parties have discussed, you know, having rotating options at the DH. Getting him to DH, not every game because we need him in the outfield because we don't have any. We don't have many outfielders. But getting him to DH to try and keep him healthy is is going to be one of the, the biggest, uh, you know, importances, I think, of the Padres season because this guy makes a lot of money. You need to keep him healthy. And you need to find ways to get him to be productive as productive as he was in 2020, where he probably would have been a four plus four player if he kept on that pace. Eric Cosmer, you're there's lost hope. You're not getting any. I really don't think you're getting much out of Eric Cosmer, no matter what. Um, but I, I really think you said it best, man. I still think this team's geared up to compete. I think what it most relies on is how's this pitching staff going to do this pitching staff. Last year's pitching staff was pretty horrible. And we still were, were five plus games above in the wild card ahead in the wild card for a while and then injuries started happening and of course that's when we all fell apart but remember you know blake snell up to that point where we were successful still had a four plus era darvish was in the threes musgrove was in the threes paddock was in the fours we didn't even have a fifth starter it was a bullpen day so really we were only rocking two successful starters up until that point um now we need to be able to rock three or four plus and we got guys that can do that it all relies heavily on the on the on the pitching staff I think that's going to be the biggest biggest uh, question mark is, will this pitching staff be able to carry us up until our, our superstar comes back? And I think they will. Um, but shortstop, you know, who's going to take over? It's going to be, I think it's going to be one of Cronenworth, Abrams, Kim. And I think that's all, all it's going to be. Manny's going to stay at short, you know, and uh, still think this team's geared up to win, man. I really am still somewhat excited for the season. It's hard to be excited after today, you know, I, Really hard. It's hard to keep your hopes up. I understand that. But as days come, maybe as the season comes, when you start seeing how talented this team actually can be, I think more excitement will start to generate. And as long as they're hanging in there by the time Tatis comes back, then I think we can still hope. It's six teams make the playoffs, dude. It's not like we're one of the worst. It's not like we're still a top six team in the NL. I really believe that. Is it six or seven? It's 14 games, right? I thought it was 12. It was decided between 12 or 14. Yeah. Either we, way. We're Either still way, you should the make top. Sense. Yeah, we're still one of the top six rosters in the MLB. So even though this is a massive blow, you have in-house options, and you're just what you're just gonna have to do is you're gonna have to go find some cheap options that are com- gonna provide you some power. And if you don't do that, then you might be setting yourself up for failure. Um, you set yourself up for failure a long time ago with with two bad contracts, but. You're going to need to find a way to make at least one of them work. You're going to need to find a way to get one of them to produce. Um, No better coaching staff to do it or no better manager to do it because I think he's been having guys produce that weren't supposed to for a long time in an organization that hasn't provided him with much. But at least one of them has to produce. And, I mean, if you're able to ship one off, congratulations, you did the impossible. Um, I'm I'm really rooting for CJ Abrams. We're we have we're gonna have a video about CJ, but I'm excited for him, man. It, it's easy to be sad about Tatis, but when you have when your top prospect is a shortstop, it's a little easier to not be that sad. Yeah, tomorrow's episode is gonna be a just a full episode about CJ Abrams, about him kind of you know this is gonna be a big step for him. At least that we're expecting it to be a big step for him, even though he hasn't played a ton in the minors. He's been banged up happened with a lot of other players though in the past and a lot of guys that don't have that much minor league experience but are still able to demonstrate that they have the skill set to play in the MLB uh we do think CJ is that kind of guy so we're gonna get into him tomorrow 
But final thing I want to say, there's not an organization in the MLB that had a bigger jump from their pitching coach and their manager from last year to this year. Going from Larry Rothschild and Jace Tingler to Bob Melvin and Ruben Niebla is absolutely absurd. So a lot of the issues that we saw last year should not be happening this next season. Like, so I think that's something where you might look at it and go like, yeah, like you guys are talking about all this talent, but like last year we underperformed so much. There's so, there were so many injuries and there was so much just horrible coaching decisions that made absolutely no sense that you will not see this time around. Instead, you're going to see the opposite. Instead of seeing your team being pulled down by their coaching staff, just being completely inept, you're going to see these guys potentially improve this year because of their coaching staff. What a concept, but I think that's something that, we, that we're we going to see. So, you know, Ruben Niebla, we've talked about him so much, um, and we've also talked about Bob Melvin a good amount, but more about Ruben Niebla. So, you know, you look in this pitching staff, it should be a lot more of, like, stock ups than, hey, what's going on with Mackenzie Gore? Hey, why is Trent Grisham not got a hit in, like, it feels like three months? That kind of stuff is is not what, what, what should be happening with this coaching staff. So I think it's going to play a big factor as well. But thank you guys all for listening. Pretty long one today. Had a lot to get into. Tomorrow's episode will be CJ Abrams, and we'll keep up with any moves that happen for the Padres. Um, but yeah, so I think that's going to do it for today's episode. Really, really crappy news, but you know, hopefully Fernando gets back soon. If you're 500 when he gets back, you're in a good spot. So hopefully that's the case. Um, we'll see how it all plays out. See if we get any more news. But you know, we'll see what happens in free agency. I think Isaac's definitely right. You had a at a bat or two. I think it looks a lot better. Um, but there's a lot of guys that this team has been been kind of banking on to perform well. Um, and so a lot of guys are just gonna have to step up. And that's really the, that's really just how it's gonna have to be. But yeah, thank you guys all for listening. And we'll be back talking Padres baseball tomorrow.